welcome to What's in Your iPad. We got a special guest today. Vortex is in the building, Vortex. So th first of all, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I've been following uh, all of you guys for a long time now, <laughs> like years pretty much. So I uh, really, really appreciate it. Definitely humbled to be here and uh, really, really, really appreciate it. Like I go by the pseudonym uh, Vortex and I created a company called Mobile Music Pro and it's a YouTube channel that is essentially is creating resources and information for mobile music producers. All right. So now for some music, um, you were briefly going into uh, some of your musical past, but the first question I have is like, what really... Like you, you were saying, you know, your family was into music. You said your grandfather was a singer? So I'm actually a third generation musician. So yeah, so both my dad and my uh, grandfather uh, sung and played the guitar. Cool, cool. So that's where your love started, like... Um... It started with that. I believe that's where it did because my dad was playing uh, songs to me on the guitar when I was young, mm -hmm. and so I think that's really where, where my love of music started. Like uh, it was a combination of him playing songs on his guitar and then uh, playing music on his big, huge, big stereo. So I, I remember listening to you know all the Tom Petty stuff and a lot of the classic rock stuff, of course. So that that stuff, and then he would even play like movie scores for like Top Gun. Oh. The Top Gun theme on his guitar was like my favorite mm. thing for him to play when I was. He would play that for me when I, to, uh, I think to 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 get me to go to bed when I was young. I think um, because it was just so so freaking awesome. Like that song of duh, duh, duh. Mm. I love that freaking uh, that theme. Soundtracks so he, are the best. Yeah, yeah, they're so good. I love soundtracks. Um, so I definitely uh, I think I fell in love with with music uh, at an early age, probably <laughs> around three, four, five for sure. Well, when did you know? Like I want to start like producing and making music myself sure. so essentially um uh, you know uh, maybe you guys know or have heard of uh braille audio he's 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 the other partner uh on mobile music pro where he helps us with sample packs and i've spoken uh, i try to uh definitely uh rep rep him a lot in in my media and my advertising and things like that because i really believe in 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 a lot of his work and he's been doing this for so long 20 plus years you know so uh blind is the name of his of the name of that producer from braille audio and i think um it really actual production goes back with him because he was doing this stuff when we were in high school mm -hmm. and i was was more into software development more into programming uh, at that point. So he, uh, when I saw him doing what he could do with, you know, on these, on these early programs, I was just fascinated. I was absolutely fascinated with it. I thought that was amazing that the technology that you could use to produce music, all of these different instruments, all on one screen, all with one keyboard, like that absolutely really struck a chord with me. But, um, at the same time, I knew people that were programmers that were making a decent amount of money. So my, <laughs> so of course, uh, that that's kind of what, what took my, what, what, what then took my, cause I, I, I at heart, at the heart, at my heart, really, I'm just a geek. So, you know, video games, programming, music production, all that good stuff. I just love it all. And uh, so pretty much any one of those could have taken me on, on a direction, right. but really it was software development that kind of took over my interest and uh, from after high school immediately. And I did that for 15 plus years. Now, back in 2012, though, 2013 came along uh, the iPad. I got an iPad. And I, I got the iPad mini just for playing video games. I'm like, oh, I'll just check out the mobile gaming scene, see how see what's going on. And I saw that you could download a synthesizer. And so I downloaded this synthesizer and I was blown away the synthesizer app that I was just absolutely fascinated because here was this amazing sounding uh, instrument that was I didn't have to open up a DAW. I didn't have to configure anything. I always thought that to play to do this stuff, I would have to have a DAW and configure all this craziness because uh, I, you know, I saw what my friend Blind was doing over there with his with his Star Trek, you know, like a uh, console of, of, of equipment and hardware and hardware synths and all these things. I'm like, that's what you, I'm like, that's music production. OK, I understand. But then I downloaded this app and here I am playing the synthesizer with all these amazing presets with no DAW, no configuration, nothing, just had to download. And it was free. It was a free synth. Mm. So um, 
I wish I could remember the name of it, what it was at the time, but it's no longer in the App Store, unfortunately. But it was a mm. completely free synth, and it blew me away. And that is what got me into music production, the idea that I could do music production without a Star Trek, without a Star Trek mm. console that you see. Uh, the idea that I could do that just on my own iOS device absolutely just floored me, and I was hooked ever since. So starting in 2013, when I got that iPad mini, that's where I got hooked on music production and the thought of actually producing music, and then just took it from there. Basically, start took a few courses. Uh, you know, I was asking my friend blind questions and uh, uh, work uh, at night when I would come home from my software development job, I would play on the iPad and try to make music. So that's really, uh, 2013 is when I actually started producing learning how to produce music That's weird. and then uh, fi and then finally in 2019 uh, i made uh the 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 leap to leave my uh day job of software development and just do mobile music pro just do music full-time so that's okay. that's what i'm doing now is basically mobile music pro is my full-time job and uh that's what I'm trying to do just try to help as many producers as we can and yeah, I just went all in with Mobile Music Pro because what I've become fascinated with is in addition to the iPad for music making was kind of like the marketing of, 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 let's see, how can I explain? The marketing of these new sample packs and the marketing of all these products. And so I fell in love with sample packs shortly after I fell in love with music production because uh, again, my friend Blind was making, uh, was making these and he showed me uh, some of these early sound packs and I was just just blown away with some of the sounds that I could just drag and drop them into my into my music program. So that's where I became fascinated with samples. And then in 20, uh, for a couple of years between 2017 and 2019, I was watching Cymatics. I was watching Cymatics. I was watching Larry O. I was watching um, uh, uh, Curtis King and all these people create entire brands around helping people produce music. Uh, Busy Works Beats as well as one of my North Stars as well uh, to, for, for Mobile Music Pro. So I saw, I found these, I saw these people that were creating all this content, creating all these products, helping all these people. And I'm like, man, that's what I, that's what I really want to do. Because if I'm going to do music, I don't want to just, you know, just do music in my bedroom and then just put it out and then, you know, uh, to all the different platforms and just, and not really help anybody per se. I really, uh, I've always wanted to help people. And I think that this is uh, one of the greatest, YouTube is one of the greatest platforms to be able to help people. So I fell in love with what Cymatics was doing and BusyWorks Speaks. And I thought maybe I wanted to combine essentially those companies, combine BusyWorks Speaks, the courses and the tutorials with the um, sample packs and music technology of Cymatics and bring that down specifically in the mobile music production, the iOS space. And so I thought that was something that could be pretty unique. And so that's what I went in full on uh, with Mobile Music Pro. It, it took a couple of years of planning and thinking of what I wanted to do, but uh, it finally all distilled and crystallized in 2019. And that's when I made Mobile Music Pro happen. That's what's cool. up. I was thinking about ha, ha, years, thinking about how, what, 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 what do I want to do in music specifically? Mm. Yeah, well, I commend you on taking that leap and, and going ahead for that shit. Like, that reminds me of my dreams. man Mickey Fax. <laughs> I remember when he quit, like, he had this great job and he just quit that shit. Like, I'm just going to fucking rap. And he went headfirst into that shit, doing that shit. I was like, all right, you got to respect it. Like, I pretty much went head first. Like I, I had a following. Yeah. I had a pretty big following on Twitter, fifty thousand plus people. You know, I had yeah, that's my YouTube crazy channel. That you just, yeah, stop. <laughs> I had my I had all my job, my all my clients from years for software development. But at the end of the day, like none of it was making me happy. Music is the only thing that really ever made me I happy. Music and helping people. Mm -hmm. Music and helping people. So combining those two things now is definitely uh, everything that you could ever imagine about the phrase following your dreams. That, that's yeah. what it is for me. Yeah, because you if you're doing something that you're just not happy doing, it would be just miserable. Your whole life would be miserable. Let me tell you, software development plus economics and finance, you do want to blow your brains out every single night when you get 
so yeah, uh, I didn't I, even I, have I the energy it. to play video games anymore. It was mm. pretty sad. It was pretty sad. I got pretty bored. I, I, I mean, I tried hard and I did well, but you know, after 15 plus yeah. years and 10 years in Bitcoin, well, 15, 16 plus years of software development and seven, eight, nine years in Bitcoin, I'm like, it's finally, I think it's finally time to, to, to pursue my music dreams. That's what's up. So top five favorite apps to make yeah, music so, with. Well, actually, sure. not not just music, anything, because people bring up art apps and everything. So yeah, it's it's amazing how many apps, of course, that you guys talk about all the time. It's amazing how many apps there are on the app store. I mean, you can do anything from video production to music production to graphics to photography to you can do it all these days. Mm-hmm. And uh, and relatively speaking, the iPad is still pretty slow compared to desktops. Um, and you know they're going they're 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 fixing that really fast. Every couple of years, they they double quadrupled the speed. And now the next iPads is rumored to be as fast as the M1 chips, or similar around you know right around on par to the M1 chips coming for the next uh, A4. X chip, so you know we're, we're we're closing the gap really, really, really quickly. But uh, as far as music production um, apps, the, uh, I, I I don't really do anything on the iPad except music production. Actually, I don't really do any. I mostly stand on. I mostly uh, use my big PC with a big, huge couple of monitors that I that I'm used to. Um, but I do. I still love though, even though it's on a smaller screen on the iPad, I still love producing music on there because of the experience and the the software. Because we really we had two. We already had a mobile revolution with laptops. We kind of already had that, but this new mobile revolution with the iPad is a revolution in not just hardware, but software and the uh, the experience of that as well. So now instead of, oh, well, the laptop is just copying the desktop, you know, about the same thing, same software, but the iPad, now you can do touch things, you can do all sorts of different, you know, gestures. And so it is really a whole new mobile revolution in hardware and software. But um, in addition to that, yeah, so I, just, I guess I went off on a tangent there, but I just wanted to make that <laughs> clear that that's pretty fascinating. Uh, that, that, that's where we are in the iPad. So you can do a lot of stuff, but there's so much more coming. So much more coming, guys. We're just scratching the surface. This oh, yeah, yeah. is yeah. going to be so amazing for iPad. But so for my top music apps um, that I use are, of course, Cubasis. That's the DAW that I like to teach, uh, I like to create all my tutorials in. Cubasis 3, Cubasis 2 and Cubasis 3 are both great, uh, both great DAWs. And then um, let's see, oh man, uh, Perforator, got to have my Perforator for different synths and different instruments. Uh, that It's a gating app. And so it really is like one of the easiest to use gating apps with the best presets out there to be able to uh, come up with all the standard that you need for EDM and even trap a bunch of great uh, gating presets for, for trap um, that you can really stutter that melody right before, uh, right before the, a clap or right before the end of the four bar sequence. Um, Perforator, Cubasis 3, and then, um, oh man, Mixbox. Yeah, Mixbox is great. I've been falling in love with Mixbox and specifically the Dynamics processors in there are just, I mean, like, again, like, this is like, for me, I never really went to desktop revolution. So I, desktop music production. So I never got to experience these, these amazing things that have already been on desktop for years and years, like these, you know, basically $10,000 plus machines that, that that's the price in physical, if they were, if you were to physically buy these things. Uh, but man, just to have access to those now in Mixbox. That there was only access on on desktop before. That was that's just truly amazing. I got to experience that for the first time because again, I never went through the desktop music production. So being able to hear those uh, compressors, oh mm. my god, the same compressor that came, same compressor that most of the Beatles albums were mixed in. Uh, that was <laughs> that was a treat. So Mixbox definitely have to say Mixbox. So it's number three. Oh, I should pull up my phone. <laughs> Uh, let's see, just to make sure, because I have so many apps. I have, and I have to. I, I do top five videos all the time too, so I'm I'm always playing it with a ton of different apps. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, whoops, we'll close that. Uh, a lot of the audio damage apps I use for effects. They have a lot of great stuff in there. Specifically, the EOS. 
EOS, or I'm not sure how you pronounce that, EOS, or, but uh, that is for their reverb, the audio damage reverb. I use that all the time. Uh, the audio damage reverb, really, really great. Yeah, I use, and then I, it, so, use they make Fuzz Plus 3, right? Oh, yep. Yeah, that's yep. Absolutely. Fantastic app. And the yeah, they Fetrix. have some good apps. Yeah, Fetrix yeah. is great. I, I, oh, God, Fetrix is so great because, I mean, you could make anything sound hip-hop pretty much with a Fetrix. <laughs> like, anything. It doesn't matter what the melody or the piano. Like, you just throw a couple of uh, a Fetrix on there, uh, and bam, it sounds hip-hop. Like, you could just throw a tape stop on there, or you could throw uh, a couple of or, uh, a couple of effects that they have on there, some slowdown, some timing, different effects, and kind of get a halftime effect. You can do so many things uh, with a Fetrix. So that's, I would say that's number four for sure. Um Boy, let me see. What's number five? I have so many. I'm really thinking carefully mm. on, on what I want to say. Let me see. Let me check. Well, shit. Go ahead. If you got seven favorite apps, <laughs> go ahead and say it. Shit. Is that all right? <laughs> right, right. Uh, let me see here. I'm gonna go. I, I know what I'm going to do. Okay. Oh, well, recently, I'll tell you, uh, Flux Mini. Recently, Flux Mini uh, has been has replaced like my side chaining apps. Uh, I've been using because the presets on Flux Mini, it's a completely free app uh, from. Um, it's free? Ca- yeah, yeah bro, I'm so out the loop lately. I need to get my life. It's I'm going so to get epic. that right now. Because the side chaining presets, oh my goodness. And they got, you could draw the ADSR right in with the shape. You can draw it right in there instead of like using dot dials. You can just draw it right in there, whatever really? shape you want. And oh man, that makes amazing, that, that makes for amazingly unique sounding side chains. Because if you just move it a little bit to the right, it sounds like a side chain that nobody else does. Oh, so it's kind of wrong with me. Yes, yeah, I got it. I didn't use it that much, but it sounds like um LFO tool. Yeah, it's basically an LFO tool. It's it's our LFO tool that we have, but unfortunately, it's not quite as good as that because it's it's still you still you still it, it can't do just like um I'm trying to think. It still has to have that uh, loop. It still has to loop. It still loops. Mm. So if you could just mm. have an LFO, if you could have uh, that Flux Mini without that damn looping, without it looping automatically, it could be an LFO tool. And that would be amazing because we don't have any damn LFO tools right now, really, on iOS. Um, yeah. And that's, that's a darn shame. Somebody needs to somebody needs to make an LFO tool. Uh, really would like that. But Flux Mini is like that LFO tool for side chaining and for, for gating, I guess you could say as well, like pretty much any type of... Um, effect uh, spacing like effect that you want to put on there it's really That's great dope. flux mini love flux and it's free i can't believe it from camel audio how do you pronounce it camel audio or camel audio but, uh, they just recently released schlap uh for drums and <laughs> oh yeah smooth. i got that but i didn't Two different compressors slap slap and smooth and both of them are great okay i didn't, I didn't see the smooth one I, didn't, I saw the slap one yep they got the smooth one that just came out so that's for like vocals much more of a very, much more of a smoother, you know, uh, gentler compressor where the slap is for just slap that on drums. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Callum Audio, Callum. I can't pronounce it. I, I can't pronounce half these companies. Yeah, <laughs> I try. Same. I, I just, that's that's probably top five. Yeah, uh, tape. Was it the tape one that they have? The uh, yeah, yeah they have pro. tape pro and tape cassette. Oh, tape too. pro. Yeah, yeah, tape pro and tape cassette. I have the original one. That's that's the one with the orange background, right? Yep. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. the first one. That, that saturation on that, I kid you not. Like I kid you not. You take that saturation, you put it on, you put it on like your drums, like you're good. Like you just, just you don't even need to put that much. You know, it's just enough to just 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 beef it up just a little bit. It's funny. I use that sometimes the tape pro over over even um some of the um some of the more major tools out there like Saturn. Like mm. I use it even Saturn and Saturn I use for a lot of saturation. But you, you know what's crazy? Yeah, that's- 
those 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 uh was who who makes who does this Saturn because that's a bio, uh, fab, uh, fil- fab, fab filter fab filter I, like I I want to get those but I'm like I don't want to spend the money on those you know what I mean like and 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 it's not and it's not even like that like I can't get it or anything like that it's like I'm like like iOS has me so spoiled because I have tools that can do like what what that can do at a fraction of that price you know what I'm saying so I'm like it's, it's true. Not- but fix. yeah, it's true. It but here's true. the thing about FabFilter. Here's what they have. Really, ready? That I found that uh, the other apps don't have. They're freaking presets, dude. They're freaking a they sheer number of amazing presets. It makes the damn price worth it alone. Uh, Literally, all the presets on every FabFilter plugin is just incredible. The and the sheer amount of, mm-hmm. of presets, usable presets, is is just just kills all the competition. And I love I love using you know. Uh, cheaper apps as well especially with simpler workflows and things like that but sometimes those they just they lock you in with those presets man <laughs> when you start mm. using them and you start getting used to them and they start sounding really good across all the different across it, the, yeah different it's monitors. true because i always i don't fuck with presets normally but i always with the fab filters i go into a preset there's a few that i always go into and then i tweak and i know exactly how to tweak those to get it sound in the way i when want it com- when it comes to mixing presets like you know, it's definitely good for novice producers to use presets for mixing, for when it comes to mixing, because it's hard to be able to understand where all these frequencies are supposed to be able to going in. But when mm. it comes to, you know, when it, when it comes to like um, synths and stuff like that, yeah, it's, it's it's usually more fun just to start out with a blank, with a blank one and, and start tweaking yourself. But when it comes to mixing, man, when it comes to mixing, I don't I don't mess too much with that. I I try to make sure that I use mostly presets for my mixing stuff and just tweak them mm. a little bit when I need to. Um, for everything else though, I'm, I'm definitely all about customization. It's just my, it's just mixing. I don't know, maybe it's a fear that no. I have because this is, it just so, it gets so complex it, it, in there. I don't, I'm not going to say it's, it's not complex. It mixes definitely, it has its, its, its parts, but like there's, there's like the same way people can make presets for all these great apps. Like once you find something that kind of works for you, mm-hmm. like, that's like, what it is. That's what I do. Like so, like for example, um, uh, it, it's like it's like like you know, game staging and stuff like that. You know, so like so I have like uh, a way that um, I always set things up. You know what I mean? Like yep. like uh, you know, and so it's like so that way there's always enough there's always enough headroom. You know what I mean? And and then and then certain things get cut at a certain frequency. So like the bass has room, and and then you know Absolutely. certain. But, you know, you know, so sometimes like eventually like you, you find your own, uh, your own, just like your own way, I guess, yeah, you know what I mean? And, and it, I like that because it, 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 it kind of, it, it, it gives everybody their own, like, like their own sound. Cause every, cause the way you might, the way you might like your bass mix might be different than the way I like my mm-hmm. bass. Uh, yep. That's true. I, might, I like mine. I might like mine just a little, like, I know me personally, I love for all my sound sources to be a little bit dirty before they get into the computer. Yep. Once they're in the computer, it's like, oh, uh, <laughs> shiny. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but like, if I, can, if I can like dirty them up before, before that, like I can get that, I can get that nice gritty quality that I want. And then I can do anything I want in the computer yep. because it's, gonna, it's always, once it gets to give me that one quality outside, that, 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 that particular sound is always going to sound like that you know it's like it's like a complete recreation of it so i don't have to worry about that but you know but i i, I don't know 
Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And it especially gets easier with time, of course, for sure. Yeah. And um, you start learning what, what you like and everything like that. For me, I guess I meant more like sounding correct on, on multiple systems and stuff like that. Because yeah, I no, feel no, like no. if I use this wrong preset, oh, man, because uh, I've, I've, I've done it before where I've tried these different presets and I tried to, you know, tried to the, the mix across a couple of different speakers and mm -hmm. it sounded completely different and bad, mm -hmm. horrible compared to my, my FabFilter presets. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm scared. I'm going back. To you know what's good for that? <laughs> I'm telling you right now, what's good for that? Final touch. Yeah. Final touch is great. Because final touch is the only thing that has that setting that you could go in there and see how it's going to sound mm -hmm. within the iTunes set. You know how when iTunes oh, yeah, yeah. processes, it changes. But you can click that and click over to see how your shit is going to sound with that processing effect. Oh, Interesting. That. Yeah. Cool. That's one that. of the most slept on. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the most slept on apps out there. That thing is so powerful. And I have Fab Filter, but I always go to Final Touch for everything. Yeah, everything, my, my, and they man, got they got they need to make that AUV three. Yeah, they got amazing presets. I definitely checked that out for sure. Um, of course, it's one of yeah. from a legendary creator. So, uh, but yeah, the presets on yeah. there are awesome. Man, I'm not mad be, that it's not AUV three at really? all, only because it's like a, it's. I'm not mad because it's to me it's just like its own entity. Like I know when mm -hmm. I got I go in there, that's a whole like that's like a DAW, a dog almost. Yeah. Like I know that's the standalone, and I use that to mix and clean and do certain things in there. And then I'm gonna import that shit right out. So I, it, it kind of as long forces, as I could use it, kind of forces you to get to that final point. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't you can't use this until you finish. You know what I'm saying? That's so, what it is too. Yeah. That's, yeah, creating that specific mastering workflow. That's probably yeah. a better idea than uh, trying to mix it all together and things, or trying to trying to master it with a project when it's still in, in your regular DAW. It's you right. know the mastering presets in Cubasis three that they released is actually pretty decent too. The um, they released a mastering plugin um, default on the mastering track. Uh, inside of Cubase's three with with their update, and that that mastering tool is work, actually works pretty good, but it still doesn't get quite the way I want it that Fab FabFilter does. And so it's just it's really is so interesting how just the little tiniest changes and it sounds you know sounds different. It's just pretty amazing how all these different apps have their own unique sound. Yeah. Um. Too like you know now as you, that you mentioned presets. Um. I remember like because this is back like in probably like two thousand. 2005 or something like that back when like the mbox came out or whatever mm -hmm. um so it came with you know pro tools came with uh all these eqs and all these eqs came with different presets and so like it would i would have it would have different presets i mean one preset was like phone eq and like you put it on and and immediately when you talk through it, it sounded like everything was coming through a phone so um one day i literally just sat down and copied every single one, <laughs> like by hand. And I still have, I still have this, this like notebook. It has like all these EQ settings and stuff like that. That's um, epic. And it works. It works like across because it's just, mm. all, it's just you know, frequencies and, and decibels. You know what I mean? Yep. And the fingers, um, Marcus DeFingas, he he copied the bass augmentation preset, the e, the bass augmentation EQ preset in Cubasis three. He copied that over the exact settings over for for um, Beatmaker three. So now be, and, and yeah. created his own preset. So now he's using that bass augmentation preset in in uh, in Beatmaker three. I have a plugin. I have a, a preset in Beatmaker for Beatmaker three that I made, um, which is basically it's it's, it's like a Poltec EQ. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you like, sent me that shit. Yeah, and like you, 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 you can um, adjust it, and and like with the macros and stuff like that, you can turn it up so it just like it, it gives you gives you that boost and attenuation at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, wow. like you can so, and like 
all these different things. Like they all like uh, like if you like if like if, like same way you go in a rabbit hole for for Bitcoin. I'm telling you, if you go in a rabbit hole for like, <laughs> doing and stuff, like that, absolutely. It you you'll, you'll start to see it's like wait this stuff just like you'll see the same way like they like they have the the, the vertical the the same screen that they have for like like uh same for, UI yep. You know what I mean? Like it's it's the same thing. Like, but it's just like you know, left side is lower frequency. You know how you know you know that type of stuff, and you can basically just start carving your sound out and stuff like that. Like I'm no I'm no pro pro at it or anything like that, but like it's it's something I love to experiment with. I love how it's just information, really. You know, like at the end of the day, so it can transfer into any platform and any medium, and that's 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 freaking awesome. Yeah, Yeah. I I gotta name a couple other favorite apps though, real quick though. Oh, go for it. Just a couple. Okay. for sure, um, uh, Woot, the Woot yeah. plugin. I know you yeah, know I'm about that, Jay. Likes that shit. <laughs> I know you like that. I know Jay. I know Jay likes that one. Uh, but yeah, that one's. Oh man, I put that in a lot of stuff, a lot of melodies. Uh, and then um, all the FAC apps, specifically the damn transient, mm-hmm. oh, transient apps and his presets, <laughs> FAC and Bandit, and, and and all those presets. Every FAC app basically, but Bandit and Transient, those two specifically, I use all the time, uh, for sure. Absolutely love those. Yeah, you that know. FAC. Woof. All my drums. All my drums have got at least they definitely have they they either have low fly dirt or an FAC plugin, pretty much, or both. Have you have you uh messed with the what's that FAC? It's things like Altezza or something like that. The, the, the reverb. Oh, oh, I yeah, haven't actually downloaded it. I've heard it though, and it sounds it's like a, a crystal or what's the kind of reverb? Um the shimmer reverb. Shimmer reverb, shimmer. yeah. The shimmer, it's a shimmer reverb, and man, I've heard it. Uh Doug play it. It sounds fantastic. I, lo- I love shimmer reverb. Just, I, it sounds I, amazing. I haven't been able to really make them work in my production workflow for the most part. Um, you got kind of got to um, side chain. Yeah, so so, right. so it can be a little bit less in the mix because it's so huge. Yeah, yeah. You, you, like if you, if you if you side chain them a little bit, like the way I usually use them, I like I um like uh like I'll like put a compressor on it so once it hits a certain place, it'll just kind of like shut it out or whatever. Or like I just I like I use the reverb tail. And you just mm. same way like what's what's the what's the app you're talking about the the, the um with the you can draw the the uh, yeah uh, F- uh flux mini yeah so I'll use a reverb tail and just kind of like rhythmically like on you know on and off like so it's like oh cool you, you can know? do that inside of the FAC app no no it's all oh, okay but no, that's what you do I'll that's what you how do you process it that going and then you'll have another one another thing after it and then of course the iPad starts crackling and going you crazy. know it. <laughs> <laughs> after two hours. that's why i said like look i love the ipad but i i you know we have to be real with where it is it's really the computers computing circa 2002 like you know early 2000s uh but man i tell you what guys uh this this next couple of ipads uh the next one's gonna be m1 the one after that oh my god close to probably to an m2 like it's we're gonna get it's really gonna be exciting times for us we're gonna finally uh maybe have some death to crackle this decade hopefully <laughs> i'll still be recording the audio <laughs> well, look, dude, look, look how many plugins like when the m1 like i saw that fl studio video where people had somebody set, tested how many uh um copies of a what, what, what synthesizer was it the one with every single thousands of presets that the biggest one um oh um uh, i know you're talking about the blue one yeah the blue one it's got more presets Omnisphere? So, yes. Omnisphere. so they had to see how many atmospheres they could be running on the m1 and they got up to like 100 plus damn with like the with, and the cpu usage was like 50 50 60 percent Damn. I was like, wow. So, you know, that that's kind of what is coming to the iPad uh, this decade, basically. And that so, shit comes to the iPad, man. I can't wait. It's over. The Unless next... 
<laughs> the next chip alone, the A14 is going to be just massive, quadruple, quadruple to eight times faster than the previous iPad in 2020 and 2018. It's going to be at least 4x to 8x, at least. And then uh, the one after that is going to be closer to the M2 that they're working on. So, yeah, we're talking, we're talking from just a couple of years from where we are now. We're talking about 16 to 20x speed in mm-hmm. just a couple of years, easy. And that's on the that's be. on the safe, conservative side. It's probably going to be higher. <clears throat> The thing about it is people don't, a lot of people ask me like, cause I have an old, I have two old iPads and then one newer one. And they're always like, um, actually mine isn't newer anymore. That shit came out in 18, 19, I think. But, that's what I got, so 18. Yeah, it was, that's the first one with the USB-C, right? Yep. Yeah, okay. So everyone was like, you know, does it really make a difference? And it does. It really does. So imagine if I feel like that about these, those two, the new shits that are coming out. Like, like these, these last two that dropped, I wasn't falling for it. I was like, nah, I'm good. Yep. Uh, I'm 2020 a, yeah. is the exact yeah. same as 2018. I was, yep. I was like, I'm going to wait. But I know that the next two coming up are going to be crazy. And I'm definitely on one of them shits. I don't know which one free- yet. Yeah, and the reason why it, it, there was that gap is because they were essentially working on that M1 chip. Uh, like that's gonna—that's mm-hmm. basically the the foundation for the next ten years of of Apple computing is this new uh, form factor or this new uh, basis, which is the M1. So they were—they had to take a few year gap there. But now all the M1 stuff has obviously been released for the desktop, and now it's coming to the iPad probably this year. I want to pick your brain on the fucking Cubasis two to Cubasis three update that was amazing, except for it doesn't fucking work for me still. <laughs> <laughs> Still, but talk Goodness. to the people about that because you always on Cubasis, please. Yeah, so Cubasis uh, had recently had a 3.2 version update, and it added a couple of pretty awesome things that we've been waiting for, really. Um, but one of the biggest things was the ability to do multi-core CPU. So that really helped uh, do that really helped for performance improvements because before that it was you know using only a single CPU uh, single CPU code when the iPad went multiple CPU all the way back in 2015 I think uh, so uh, it was it was it took a while for for um, for Cubasis and Steinberg and other people to be able to support that multi-threading multi-processing technology but now that was one of the big updates so that was really good that's going to help with uh, performance uh, increase so that was a big one um and then the other one was they dropped some new waves plugins which was pretty awesome because Steinberg has a relationship now with wave uh then they're going to be releasing exclusive a bunch of different plugins exclusively to Cubasis personally i wish they would do AUV3 and just you know yeah. make it available for everybody but you know everybody's got to make their bread somehow so Steinberg has this 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 partnership currently with waves which in my opinion i believe that one day you know waves will just make their own AUV3s i believe one day that will end but of course there's contracts and and stuff like that and Steinberg is really really big in the iOS space right now and whoops and, and waves is not Right, so Steinberg is huge in the iOS space right now. Waves is not, so Waves is kind of taking advantage of that. So, um, but one day, once the ecosystem gets huge, and uh, they'll just produce their own AUV3s. But until then, uh, we're going to get some pretty amazing, awesome, exclusive Waves plugins. And one of those was Waves Delay, and then Waves Tune, which was yeah. uh, their, auto, their Auto Tune plugin. So that was really cool. Uh, so we have like the official Waves Auto Tune plugin now uh, on Cubasis. So that was really awesome. Um, those How's are, it those, work? Does it work well? Uh, it, it works really well. It's definitely CPU intensive, though. Not Gonna bad. be freezing some tracks. Uh, the delay as well, the H delay. Oh my goodness! Yeah, oh. uh, both of those are pretty CPU intensive. That, that waves delay is 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 the is it the the one with the orange interface? Yeah, it's orange. Yes, sir. That's the H delay. That's the one that used to be on the. Uh, it was it's the same one from the um, from the desktops, but it just they just packaged in the desktop apps. Okay. 
You bet. Uh, well, they're slightly slightly changing them for iOS with the touch, you know, interface, just slightly up, slightly changing it. But if, for the most part, the same engine, absolutely. Okay. Mm. Yep. So, and then finally, uh, the update, one of the big updates was keyboard shortcuts. Oh my mm. goodness, guys. I, <laughs> it's been so nice to be able to just hit the space bar to hit play again. Mm-hmm. I, I got to say, um, cause like I said, I never really did a whole lot of de- production on the desktop, uh, some stuff back in, I think Sony Vegas way back in the day, just for fun. But I remember being able to just hit the play button. Oh man, it's so nice. So, uh, I know <laughs> I use it for, cause I, I, I actually did some macromedia flash back in the day as well. And again, same thing, you hit the space bar and it can play. So now finally we have this back in Cubasis. Now we just hit that space bar and you can play. So that's been really, really, really awesome. That's like the number one shortcut I use keyboard shortcut <laughs> uses that. And the other stuff is copy and paste. Which is pretty nice. Be able to just copy and paste is good. Um, I, I'm I'm a keyboard and mouse guy. Like really, I love the touch, but only for the instruments and plugins. Like only for doing mm-hmm. little tweaks and you know having fun with it. But for every for everything else, I'm a mouse and keyboard guy. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know what's crazy? Like ever since they put the uh, they gave the mouse support, like I, I'm like I don't think I use the uh, I don't think I use the uh, the I don't touch the screen. Like, what? I, yeah, like I, it's, it's like something where I really really need to, but only for scrolling, usually yes. for scrolling. It's for scrolling. It's still pretty smooth, but like, cause you know, cause I can have my mouse in one hand, so I'm like moving stuff, and I'll like maybe have to scroll something over here, like presets or something real quick. But for the most part, yeah, it's all it's always mouse. And I tell you, I I had the mouse and keyboard all the way back when I had uh, in 2017 when I was jailbreaking in the the iPad, and I was like, oh man, this is awesome. I, I jailbroke, so I have external storage, external storage. Uh, <laughs> Uh, mouse and keyboard, um, all those things. And I was like, this is the future. And then realized that no app ever supports it because it's not official from Apple. So, yeah. then I'm like, oh, so and then of course the jailbreaking eventually went away as well. So it, it's, yeah. it became more difficult, but now to have it brought back in proper form, files app, we have a full on files app file system. We have That's mouse so app. crucial. We have the mouse and keyboard support now. And then the AV3 standard and, and the DAWs that we have now, when you combine that all together, like, we're in a different age now and it's still early days, but we are in a different phase now. And I'm looking super forward to, to this phase leading to the next one, because the next one really is going to come from um, the, the, the power of the iPad and how fast it's going to be. And then the big companies realizing that and converting all their stuff to AMB3. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think, uh, you know, from a programming's uh, point of view, do you think it'll ever be to the point where like you can connect a, um, connect the hard drive to the iPad and basically stream like your audio from like so you know how like like with a door on a on a desktop, you don't have to have the that that actual session on 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 your desktop. It can, you can have that session on on a hard drive and you don't have to copy it to your to your desktop in order to open it. You know, but with the iPad, you can you have to do that. Mm. You, I think. I think that well, I think there's definitely going to be uh, they're going to make the files app and the the external storage a lot easier to use over the next couple of, of iPad versions because it is a little bit a little bit a little bit finicky like right yeah. now a yeah. little bit buggy um, but over the next uh, iPad I, uh, iPad uh, OS 15 is going to fix a lot of that stuff in the mm-hmm. file system and there's even rumors of it being able to have a minus uh, and a close button on every window. So you can use your mouse to close every window, just like on a desktop, instead of having to slide everywhere. So I think they're really going to continue to merge this desktop and, and, and iPad form factor. And really what it's going to be, what it's going to be for Apple, I think, is the iPad is going to be easy and cheap to use. And then you're going to have your, all the people that are at work in at Sony, you know, or, and, and Marvel Studios are going to be having the big, huge desktops and laptops. But mm. there's still, there's still a, a huge, huge audience for, uh, int- uh, for, for the iPad, because again, it could be the introductory level to anything. 
anything and everything and even go beyond that as the processors get faster. So um, I think they're going to combine it. And I think that, so I think that will be a possibility one day, Cheese, for sure. I think within the next, uh, within this decade, for sure. Within this decade, within the next few years, uh, the iPad OS is really going to evolve quick over the next couple of iterations, uh, you'll, you'll find I'm, from a few people that I've been talking to and from what I've seen, the leaks that I've seen, they're just really converting the iPad to into a laptop faster than you could ever imagine. Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of like what I, uh, what I was, what I was uh, thinking, like what, what was going to happen. You bet. Yeah, it's kind of, of what course, they, I, I, like when you think of it, they've been doing that shit. When we started like at 12 and 13 from now, like 17, 18 was good. And you guys were talking about uh, this as well, I think, on another show where the, the app prices are eventually, of course, going to start to rise oh, yeah. to meet that. Because when you have this this platform that is massively fast and this software that's millions, multi-millions of dollars to cost to, 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 to create, they're definitely going to raise that price. And so it, it's it's going to be the heyday. You know, it's just like the Internet. There was the AOL days and now we have a gigabit. You know, it's just going to be the heyday. You know, it's not good. People are going to think maybe the old days were a little bit better, but really it's good. The new days are going are going to be better, even though it's going to be a little bit more expensive. They're going to be way more stable way more variety, you know, way, way, way more people are going to be uh, uh, releasing different versions of it. So it's just going to, I think it's going to be a whole better time, even though it is going to cost more closer to desktop prices. Uh, it, I think it's going to be a, a win-win for the consumer. Yeah, definitely. That's how I'm be old saying. I'm be old saying. <laughs> I paid $20 for Beatmaker 3. <laughs> <laughs> I remember paying $20 for Beatmaker 3 back in my day. <laughs> too. <laughs> Absolutely. Keep yeah. is actually fifty dollars. That's kind of a, it's already kind of getting up there, but it's still way cheaper than the desktop. Mm. Though. No, no. Listen, I, yeah. I paid fifty for Aurea Pro back in. Whew, I think. It yeah. Was like, right, Jay. Aurea Pro too. I'm not even gonna lie. I call I call Cubase's on sale, like one of those Thanksgiving or Christmas mm-hmm. sales or something like that. So, cause I wasn't gonna get it, like Cubase's too or whatever, and then then I got it, and like I was like, whoa, this shit is actually pretty fucked. Every black every Black Friday and uh, Christmas they do that sale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I wasn't, I was, I, I still haven't gotten Cubase's three though, cause I was, um, I was, uh, I was, I was a little, like I was just a little like shook, cause, cause I keep hearing that it's like. Yeah, it, it definitely had some, some stability. People. It definitely has some stability issues for sure. But again, so did Cubase's too. If you guys remember back in the day, like it was yeah. really bad when it came out. I don't when it came. It was I really bad. Cubase's two probably for like what two or three years. I I think I got it probably like 2018 or something like that. Yeah, see, it was way stable by then. It was pretty much way stable by then. when it first came out. It was pretty bad, but it took him about a couple of years, and I figured that'll be about the same thing here. Yeah, um, with three. Yeah. A couple of years. It, it it shouldn't be like that, really, because obviously, like not every software application is like that. But at the end of the day, it is kind of par for the course when you know when uh, when versions are early, like two, three, like we're on a Cubasis. When you can kind of compare them to like these desktop versions that are like 13, 14, 15. So it's it's. Mm-hmm. I figure it's going to take a while. I figure by Cubasis four or five, you know, we'll really be able to. Um, uh, say goodbye to crackling because the iPads will be fast enough. The software will be stable enough. So yeah. That's the one thing I hate about Apple is their damn just monopoly on their storage. Like I, I don't, I just don't understand it for the life of me. They, they, they care so much about their products. They care so much about the design. They care so much about these certain things, and then they just rape us on storage. I don't mm-hmm. understand how they don't take that into their consideration. I just gotta believe that it's, it's gotta be where the money manager people are just holding the software developers and the, the creative people hostage or something. They're like, look, <laughs> this is how it's been. This yeah, because they know they be. got us. Yeah, they're yeah, gonna keep getting this money because they got us. You know, 
because it's, it's it's same with the M1. I mean, when did they release that shit? Sixteen and thirty two gigs. What is this? Two thousand? Is this two thousand one? I had I had sixteen freaking gigs of RAM in two thousand. <laughs> Like that's what I'm saying. So obviously it's a it was a lot slower RAM uh, than the RAM that they put in the M1. But at the same time, it's like, come on, guys. Yeah, they, they, crazy. they really gotta they really gotta get us a little bit better on the memory. But I think that's gonna improve over time too. I mean, because technically it has been improving. They have been upping the storage every year, right? Every year, only by a little bit. Literally, literally one little little. They slide it one little bit to the left, mm-hmm. but at least at least they've been sliding it. And and you know, so that's good. I'm I'm hoping that eventually the damn slider will get to a, a decent size of, of of memory and storage. But so that's finally serious. in 2018, they introduced the one terabyte, you know, in, in 2018. Um, and then uh in uh, I, I think they're gonna do a two terabyte for the 2021. So oh my goodness. No. <laughs> that's, that, that's the highest, but but still, at least it at least it's an option. But you know, I'll you know, take it. Sucky part about that is like like if like you um if you have like the like that thing like with the the cloud thing on or whatever yeah. like you you like just if you have like the iPad and the phone or something like that and you're like taking pictures doing videos you just eat that up. <laughs> it's <laughs> true. It really works well for photos. Bro. Um, for photos, yeah. But for I, I find like for those. everything else. Yeah, I have to dump apps like off my phone like every week because it's like it, it, I get that 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 notification. Hey. Yeah. Oh, forget about the phone. I, I can't even fit a picture on the phone. Yeah, I, I got to take a photo. It's like not enough space. I'm like, yeah. Fuck? Now I got to go in. I got to delete videos. I got to delete, delete delete apps. I, I've, you know, I deleted so much shit one day and went to the camera and the shit was like, yeah, not enough storage. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, like was I a negative storage or something like that? <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, you know, with these with these eight 16 gig gig options on these phones, it just it's just insane. It gets filled up instantly. I think my shit was like a 64 or 128 or some shit like that. Like it, it should, it's, it still gets filled up though. It's crazy mm-hmm. because that's how big videos are. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, no, I mean between that and then like, uh, like I, I have ton, a ton of apps and like yeah, audio. That's and like, like you know, because like for for the longest, I was using my phone. Like I would just basically just just make music on my phone like all the time. And so like you know, making making music, making sounds, and I'm like, oh, I like this sound. Let me let me record this sound, record this to audio, so I have it. So it's like all these iterations mm. of samples. You know what I mean? Like I got tons and tons and tons of shit in this phone. Like I like I understand why it's why it's full, but it's like damn. Like if I could just put something in this and like and it's like yo, I could just run it and I could have save it from there. And I don't have to like you know put it on. Like Luma Fusion lets you do that with the hard drives. Do it? Does it? Yeah, I use save. I plug my um. The orange joint, what's that? The lacy. Yeah. If you, I plug that shit in and I could run it and stream it right off of there, like and 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 pull my time? stuff from. Yeah, I could okay. pull my stuff and, and edit Luma Fusion right there through the hard drive. As long as I don't unplug that hard drive, I'm good money. No, but you know, also Luma Fusion also downloads the shit to its app too. Yeah. Some of it, most of it. But I, so yeah. you know, you'll have that shit in there too. Issues with Luma Fusion. That I mean, it's 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 a solution for them, but it becomes an issue like for space because like, uh, like so say you're doing a, a using video that's that say that you took with your phone or whatever, right? That the thing that's from the photo app, like you you go you put it in there, it copies that that uh that that video that right. That like when you chop it up and you move it around, like it's just it's not referring back to the photos app. It's referring back to its own. Its own internal like like yeah, folder. His, own, his own folder. God, I hated that. And so yeah. and but no, but like that actually like that actually saved my ass like a lot of times. Oh, really? 
because it's like because now you can delete you can delete that file from the Photos app, you know. So yeah, you, and still have it. Okay. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I got you. So, but if you don't realize that you, that video now, yeah. it's Luma Fusion. Say it was a gig. Now that's two gigs. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and then and and then like you know, it just keeps going on and on and on. You know what yeah. I mean? But, For sure. Yeah. Vortex, we appreciate you coming on so much and um, we love what you're doing. Um, shout your social medias and your pages and everything. For sure. Uh, yeah, I really appreciate you guys uh, having coming on. Uh, for my stuff, uh, you can find everything I do at mobilemusicpro.com. Other than that, we do always have free sample packs. We're always releasing free sample packs as well. Uh, so for guys' wallet, it's a little bit light right now. No problem. We've got some free ones for you to check out as well. And of course, we have the YouTube channel uh, where we're always releasing videos there every week, uh, trying to help people, trying to teach people how to produce music on their iOS device. And you can find that at youtube.com slash mobilemusicpro. And uh, just pretty much at mobilemusicpro on every platform.